Okay, welcome to the podcast, Christina. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. Um, so today on the podcast, we have Christina Pinsavik. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard her say it and I got it wrong. And she's here to talk about her son, Ezekiel. Yes. And her life, what her life looks like with a little boy with autism. Yeah. All right. Could you give us some background history about yourself? Sure. Um, I... Yes, a long time ago. <laughs> in, in a past life. In a past life. Um, I completed a law degree and a commerce degree and did the whole uni thing and then um, practised a little bit, got, got married, pregnant, overjoyed that I was pregnant and decided why not keep going with this and, you know, and um, got five beautiful children now. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. How long did you practise law for? Not long. <laughs> so, so did I, you only, do a double degree? Or yes, was it? yeah, it was a double degree. Um, I only practiced for about one and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and Realised uh, that it's... Realised it just kind of wasn't, didn't suit my personality. Yeah. yeah I um, sort of had to develop my assertive skills, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. My husband said he's never going to encourage any of our children to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to admit, I kind of do the same. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, yeah, not fun. If you're not that way inclined. That's right. Um, okay. So your kids, how old are they? What do the ages range um, from? It's a range from 17 um, down to 7, okay. Ezekiel being the youngest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So life before Ezekiel was pretty normal. Yeah. Normal. I put that in inverted commas. Yeah. yeah whatever normal <laughs> is. Yeah. No. Oh, hang on. So you actually, before, let's go back, you left law. Mm. and became a mum, and then something happened. Yes, I actually got really sick. Um, And after my third child, um, I developed um, a myriad of illnesses. So I had um, autoimmune disease, uh, Hashimoto's, uh, adenomyosis, pyroluria, anemia, and a whole host of things, just got really sick and I developed a sensitivity to synthetics and preservatives and pretty much my body just sort of shut down. And um, so, so Hashimoto's, that's an autoimmune? Yeah, that's an autoimmune disease. Yeah, it's with the thyroids. Um, uh, they were sluggish, underactive and, yeah, so um, I had to stop using all things with um, synthetics or preservatives in them and, I ha- and that's when I entered the natural world. And um, so what I decided to do is I tried some natural products um, and they sort of worked for a bit, um, but I needed something that was a lot more hardworking, um, just something to rectify was this the issues that I had. For your skin or nat- food as in organic food? And both. Yeah. Both, a combination of both. Um, but uh, I just wanted to get rid of all the stuff that I was putting on my skin and in my hair and yeah. and all that. Cause, um, under your armpits? Yeah, under my armpits and all that. So. I decided to take matters into my own hands and I started to research and research and research. As a good lawyer does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> foundation of all work. Yeah, no, I um, thoroughly enjoyed that bit of it. And um, six years later, six years worth of research and development, I came up with um, a few products that um, seemed to work for myself and for two of my kids who had eczema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave it to some family and friends and they really liked it and um then they sort of prodded and pushed me into um, bringing it out and that's how um, our natural company was born, Song of Solomon, um, it's the name of it. 
And um, we just make all natural skincare, just completely natural, just no synthetics, no preservatives, no nothing, just completely natural. Wow. And how did it go? Um, it went really well. Um, we opened um, in 2014 and um, it just steamrolled from there. We went online in 2015 and it wasn't until halfway through 2017 that I actually had to take a break yeah. um, because our youngest, Ezekiel, um, has got quite severe autism and um, he was about to start school and I had to prep for that and I and then I just really wanted to be there for him in his first year of school just to get him settled and to make sure that he had everything that he needed and mm. that he was comfortable in the environment. And so the, the autism, was it, did you notice straight away? Um, we noticed when he was about three. Um, what were the warning signs or the telltale signs? For us it was mostly sort of sensory issues. He had... Um, especially in the auditory sort of arena, like he, loud noises, um, music, things like that. Um, he'd always put his hands over his ears. He'd do the hand flapping, yeah. um, things like that. He was he, he, he non, he's non-verbal, okay. so, um, yeah, he wouldn't look you in the eye and, um, yeah, and he obviously we, we struggled with the toilet training and things like that and he'd like to play on his own in the playground. And So and this was like at preschool? That. Um, he actually didn't go to preschool um, until he was five because we just weren't comfortable putting him into preschool because we thought he's not going to. So when did you get a diagnosis of autism? Uh, just before he turned five, mm-hmm. yeah. And was was a diagnosis helpful or like a label, I mean? Is it helpful or is it yeah, a hinder? Yeah, um, at first um, I, I was a bit reluctant, admittedly. I was just like oh, he's going to be labelled and, um, you know, but when I push that aside, um, the fact that he's diagnosed now, he's able to, you know, get all the critical support services that he needs. Like, um, yeah, he's got, um, you know, he can go to speech and OT and um, all sorts of things that really, really help him. Mm -hmm. And was there sort of a grieving process? Um. At the time, I didn't think I was, but if I look back on it now, um, I think there was. Hmm. There was. It was. It came as a surprise. Like I was actually talking to my sister um, one day, and I said to her, "Oh, I think I'm grieving," hmm. but um, it didn't really last too long because hmm. you sort of turn around, you look at him, and you think, oh, "That's my Zeki." Yeah, that's Zeki, and wow, he's got a label now. But Zeki, we're still going to continue doing life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any kind of blaming or, you know, I know women internalise a lot of things. Um, did you feel that there was, you were looking to blame or blaming yourself? Yeah, I, it's a, I, I think for me it comes very natural, you know. Mm. Like there's, you Most know, got, women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, um, you know, you've got self-condemnation and you think, why didn't I see this before or even if you did notice it, why haven't you done anything quicker? Why didn't you push for things? Why didn't mm, you speak up? Speak up. Yeah, um, yeah all those sort of thoughts um, sort of go through your mind and you just think, I've got to fix this now. But, um, yeah. And were the doctors kind of toing in, like, was there a lot of, like, um, what's the word, not listening to you? No, not really. No. For Ziki, I'm lucky in the sense that we went 
it was sort of like a multidisciplinary sort of assessment where you got the OT, you got the therapist, and you got the paediatrician assessing him. And we pretty much went into the paediatrician. She looked at him and went, she, yeah, he's autistic. Mm-hmm. It, like it was literally minutes worth. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't a long, drawn-out process that I know other people have gone through. Yeah. And that in itself can be real tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is autism like for him? What does it look like for him? Uh, so he's nonverbal. Yeah. Um, and he is in his own world a lot. Um, he's a very happy boy, very loving. Um, but, um, yeah, like big areas, crowds, loud noises, they can just be a bit overwhelming for him. Yeah. So how do you navigate that? Do you, does he not go out or do you not go out as a family very often? Um, we do go out. We just he, he loves bushwalking and things like that. So we do things that sort of family friendly but just sort of fit in with him and yeah. um yeah and like it still works yeah yeah so no no massive um meltdowns where you've felt I know I've seen women in shopping centers yeah. and you can see that the child yeah. there's obviously it's not a discipline thing yeah. this child definitely has some sensory thing going yeah. on and I've noticed like they get flustered I mean the child beside themselves and just the judgment that you see people like just shooting glances at them as if you know smack him or pull him aside or yes have you ever felt that um yes yeah I have actually once um yeah coming coming back from school where you know they do have um special needs classes there Mm. and um but some of the parents from the mainstream class um Ezekiel was overtired, he was overstimulated, and he was just not having a good time. He was just crying all the way to the car. And, yeah, you, you do get those glances and stuff. But um, for the most part, um, um, I don't know, maybe it's because we we tend to avoid shopping yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> with him. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, it, you sort of you, – it's a mixed bag. It all depends, yeah. But I, I, I can say – I speak to a lot of mums who have got autistic children and mm. they do say they find they find it tough. What's something yeah. that outsiders can do in that situation? What would be helpful, do you think? Like if you're if you could see a child having a meltdown in the shopping centre, is it helpful to help or just walk away? Um there's nothing wrong in asking mm. the caregiver, the mother, father, whoever it is. Um, you know, if they needed any help or um, it might be just a case of holding their bag while they, they're wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> or, um, yeah, or even a kind word or just not staring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. I know kind yeah. words send me over the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, I remember, I'm emotional as everybody obviously knows on this podcast who listens regularly. Um, I was pregnant with one of the babies, and um, we were in a restaurant and they it took like I think it was an hour and a half before we were served, like before we received yeah, something. Wow, yeah. I had five children at that stage. Or I was four, four kids and pregnant with our fifth or something, and um, the kids were beside themselves. They were yeah. falling asleep. And, yeah. and the table next to us, he came in um after us and they got served before us and by this stage like my nerves were raw absolutely raw and 
Um, they an hour and a half late. The kids were falling asleep on the table. I was beside myself, and the woman comes up and says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry we're so late." You know, and I said, and I never. I'm not confrontational at all. And I said, "I'm sorry, but we've been sitting here longer than those people, and they got there." And then I just burst into tears, and the kids are all looking at me. Pat's looking at me. Are they all and then after, oh no, and then, then they're bending over backwards because he's this yeah. emotional woman crying at the table. And um, they said, well, what can we do? Can, we'll give you ice, we'll give the kids dessert. And we had promised the kids rock, cold rock or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, you know that yeah, yeah. horrible place where they put lollies <laughs> and everything in the ice cream. We'd promised them that after dinner. I said, no, it's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after after my emotional, like I finally got myself together, we went off to Cold Rock and um, we're standing in the line at Cold Rock, finally composed myself and these couple from the restaurant came up to me oh, and I said, I'm sorry you're in the restaurant, you're beautiful. Well, I, that was it. I yep. burst into tears again at Cold Rock. <laughs> So, I yeah, when people are nice to me, I <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I suppose having said that, like, um, you know, people say, you know, people tend to go, Oh, why I know autistic, I know an autistic child, but every yeah. autistic child is one autistic child, they're all so different, exactly. so so different. So, and same goes with the, with the parents or the caregivers, you. You don't know. Yeah, they're all human know. with equal dignity, that's like every right. individual person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They're a child first and foremost. Absolutely. With yeah. autism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. yeah. And they deserve respect and love, just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting back to the family, I can hear footsteps again. <laughs> um, the siblings, how, how does that, how does that, work do they are they more protective of him or yeah they are um I honestly think that Zeke has got him wrapped around his little finger they they just adore him and oh they just have good times with him and they actually like um they like it when Zeke tends to embarrass us or <laughs> creates humility in us or it does something inappropriate. I think that it's quite funny to see how mum's squirming around and trying to, you know, navigate that. But, yeah, no, they, they, they absolutely adore him. And I, I found um, um, there are a lot of things they sort of had to sacrifice themselves mm. um, and they did that willingly. Um, but, you know, I look at them and, oh, man, I'm so chuffed. I just I look at them and they're just such... Good kids, you know. Mm. I think it's really sort of refined them, and yeah, <laughs> excuse me, and um, just sort of made them a lot more selfless and a lot more sensitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just because they can look through with a lens of sensitivity as mm. opposed to me, me, me. You yeah. know, um, and it really has. It has really refined them a lot, and um, so it's a yeah. gift. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did your husband and yourself see it differently or did you come to it uh, at different stages or was it? Yeah, there... I think I probably noticed at first. Um, Harpy was very, he's so easygoing and I'm a bit more uptight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was just like, oh, no, he'll grow out of it. And um, because our, one of our other kids um, 
struggled for a while and then he hit five and now he's like right at the mm. top of his class. But so um, Albert thought, oh, yeah, the same, same, yeah. The same thing's happening here and we'll just give it a bit more time and mm. um, it will just it'll go away. But, um, yeah. Did um, Was there a period where you felt that um, God was not there with you or did you feel him? Um, your faith. Think, how, yeah. how, what was your faith journey like? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's just so important. Um, I think, funnily enough, all the illness that I went through prior to that and um, and doing Song of Solomon and um, and just going through the book of Song of Solomon, book of Song of Songs, which is really important to me, just going through all of that sort of um, prepped this mm-hmm. stage almost. Um, and um, just sort of refined us, and I, I mean, I suppose it got to us. It got to a point where, yeah, like I grieved for, like, you know, all of, you know, half a day. Yeah. And then I just stopped, and I thought, well, is my God sovereign or not? Yeah. Is He sovereign? Does He have control over everything that happens in my life? As and and. Um, am I in his, in his will? Is he has he got a hand on everything? And and if I said if I say yes, then I can move on. If I say no, then I've got other issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can pack up and go home, you know. But um, no, for me it was like, yeah, he does. He's a sovereign God, and you know what? He'll give me enough every day. It, you know, it says it. It says in scripture, ask. You know, every day you mm-hmm. ask for strength, you ask for wisdom, joy, compassion, hope you know, sensitivity, mm. um, you know, ask and it'll be given to you. But, yeah, I think that all the, the illness and all those other troubles leading up to having Ezekiel, all the adversity, shall we say, yeah. um, really sort of refined us, not just me, but all of us, just just refined us because, um, yeah, I, don't, I just don't see how you can sort of... Um, refined as in it um, made you aware of to slow down that your life was not your own, that yeah. someone else was in control, God yeah. was in control. Yeah, and I think... And um, you can get through it. You do get through it. Absolutely. I think with um, with me, I was very much of the way I grew up and how, you know, yeah. I came to be. It was um, it, I, I constructed this sort of... Um, Betty homemaker sort of image, yeah. <laughs> like for want of a better word. I, I, you know, I wanted to look totally picket fence type. Oh, totally yeah. picket fence. I was picket fence girl, mm. poster child for a picket fence. <laughs> um, family good, oh great, beautiful manners, beautiful, everything's just wonderful. And I constructed this thing yeah. that looked beautiful, yeah. but um, really it was. Uh, like a cage that I constructed for myself and God in his infinite mercy and kindness came and smashed it to pieces <laughs> and it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. yeah. So refining in that way, just getting rid of what um, the idols I'd built up or, yeah. you know, just being able to surface up things that um, you think you don't have but the Holy Spirit sort of brings up like any pride or self-righteousness mm. or anger or bitterness or anything like that, just sort of bringing it up to the surface. Yeah. Um, and then getting, you know, getting rid of it, yeah. getting rid of it. So the adversity and everything leading up to it, and even now and continually mm-hmm. um, has just um, 
helped me and my family really to be able to deal with a situation and not only deal with it but go through it with joy. Yeah, and live yeah, it happily. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. How beautiful. You are very, very lucky to have Thank that you. outlook, to be to be so purged. Yes, <laughs> um, very good. But but it with that comes joy and freedom. Yes. Such a, yes. a freedom. Yeah. You're not you're not um uh, tied down by those chains of you know vanity yes. and pride yes. and yes and self righteousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. No. It doesn't. You know. At times it's not comfortable. The purging, no. but um. No. Definitely a blessing. As I said to my husband yesterday, God didn't say pick up your mattress and follow me. He said pick up your cross, my <laughs> That's friend. right. That's right. With all these splinters and everything else. <laughs> but you won't carry it alone. No, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, I had something else to say and I can't remember. <laughs> See, I'm being Dory. <laughs> Dory. <laughs> uh, what was it? It was to do with... Um, I can't remember. Hang on. Right. Hang on. Yes, I remember now. Um, <laughs> getting back to work. Yep. So when you, I know a lot of women feel that they um, sacrifice a lot and they give up a lot, and that's the end of it. So you've you put all this hard work and research into Song of Solomon and have put it on the on the um, bench, yeah, <laughs> on the bench over on the side. But that's not going to always be like that. There's no. Always, you will get back into that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I just keep saying I'm waiting for the green light from the man upstairs. But in the interim, like I do, I don't, I'll go, okay, and if I get inspiration, I'll jot it down, I'll refine things, I'll um, play around with things. So it's not really, like I don't think that's, that's it. That's the end. No yeah, way. This no. the end of the story. No, it's definitely the end of the story and I've got every intention to start yeah. up as soon as I can. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. And I, I, I know I see, I know we did one on Season of Littles and there was a lot of women who felt that their life was over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because you can't see through the fog. Yeah. And your fog was probably bigger than a normal fog of, you know, lots of littles mm. because you had um, this learning difficulty. Um, but you can see, you can't see it by yourself but with, Christ at the centre. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. There is, there are, there are days where you just, um, you clinging. can't see the forest for the trees. You're, you're clinging really, onto you. You're clinging. clinging yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah, that's just it. It, it is. It's time and a season. Yeah. It's a time and a season, and um, there's yeah. a time for everything. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's it. If you keep that mindset, yeah, yeah, that's then um. Yeah, but absolutely, there's heaps. We've got heaps more to do. We're I'm not done at all. I've got heaps more. What, what's on the horizon? Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm dabbling in perfumes oh, wow. and yeah, just you know, ones that don't give you a massive headache. Yeah, and yeah, one of those. Yeah, um, yeah, and just yeah, lots of other things. So. Can't even think of it right now. I've been trying to make toothpaste. Can you do that? Yeah, I I do my own toothpaste. I just don't sell it. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. Oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, I've got stacks of things. I can't even remember it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all written on fifty thousand sheets at home. Perfect. On the to do pile. (laughs) Um, So, getting back to Ezekiel, what kind of uh, help is available? Yeah. Okay. So. 
we we've gone through NDIS um, and um, that's helped us to get um, therapy like OT and speech. Um, we've also got there's a I think every area should have like a local community centre and there's usually groups there um, for people with special needs and um, yeah we just go to open days um, you know maybe writing for the disabled or um, yeah just different things like that mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the teachers, oh gosh, do you know, just um, you just the appreciate the human beings. <laughs> restores your faith, in, faith humanity. in humanity absolutely because you just see them day in day out. And Ezekiel, especially Ezekiel's teachers, his teacher and um, he, the special aid, aid teacher, she's um, they're just amazing. Mm. They're absolutely amazing. So full yeah. of love. So full of love. Yeah, mm. yeah. How beautiful. Um, but I think they would agree with me saying that it's the, ch- the children that fill them up. Yeah, yeah, they're very funny. Yeah. Yeah, they can, <laughs> they can do really funny, mm. awkward, inappropriate <laughs> things. <laughs> they keep you laughing. They keep you Sense laughing. Sense of humour, yeah. that's, a, that's a big thing. Oh, very how, how much. How has that helped you? Oh, that's played a big role, Um yeah, like I know one one day the teacher calls me over and I'm thinking, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> she goes, I'll come in. She's got a big smile on her face and I thought, I can't be that bad. And she goes, oh, we were in the – we had a whole school assembly. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Alarm bells. <laughs> and I'm going, oh. And um, Zeke is sitting on his Star Wars beanbag, which he appropriated on the first day of school uh-huh, and has used ever since. Right. And um, they're all, the assembly's going on and um, all the kids are listening Zeke spies uh, another teacher on the other end of the hall and she's got a T-shirt and um, it's got all those sequins on them. You know the ones that you can push? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it's got those sequins and um, she's quite, from the last day, she's well-endowed. Voluptuous. Yeah, voluptuous. <laughs> and um, he decided that he's just going to get up, cross the whole assembly, go up and, and start playing and <laughs> rubbing rub. all over and really making a rub shoulder. The rub the curves. <laughs> and play with the sequins and see what kind of patterns he can make. And um, the, the, his teacher and the other special aid teacher, they look at each other and one says to the other, should I go and stop him? The other one goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they just let him go for it. So And so she decided that she'd like to tell me. And and that's the sort of so- stories we hear. And, um, you know, Zeke likes to drop these humility bombs on me um, every so often. Uh, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. That's like when Prince Harry was here with the little Down syndrome that's boy. Right, that yeah. Went up and rubbed his hair yeah. and his beard. Yeah. Oh, that was that was my favourite part of their whole tour. Oh, me too. Oh, me just too. Beautiful. Apparently, he had um, some. In, his favourite person in the whole world was Santa. Oh. And that's why he was rubbing his oh. beard. See, <laughs> men grow your beards. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How gorgeous. Yeah. So nice. Um, is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap up? Um, I think, I don't, I don't know. I think for me, if I have to just in a nutshell put all this, yep. is that um, don't be scared of adversity. Hmm. Actually, when you see it, sort of welcome it because um, when you do. Um, it's refining. It's you. refining. You mature into something awesome and you keep maturing it and just never stops and it's liberating 
and it produces a beautiful aroma in you that, you know, then you can, it produces fruit in you so that you can then go and help a hurting world. You really can. Yeah. But without it, I just don't see, yeah, you need it. You need, so like in in the book of songs, which um, I absolutely love, 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 um, the bride in the song is, is she's saying, you know, come north wind, come south wind, blow on my garden. Um, and what she's saying is she's saying, come north wind, which is the wind of adversity. It's cold, it's biting, it's cutting. She's saying, come north she's wind. She's welcoming. She's welcoming. Yeah. And then she goes, and come south wind, which is yeah, the graces, the blessings, the cool breeze. Come, But she wants both of them. She's welcoming it. So then she can be a garden that releases the aroma of Christ to oh, other beautiful. people. Yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah. So don't be scared of adversity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And don't be scared to ask for help. That was another thing. Mm. I, I just all my were life you, have struggled fine? to ask for help. I volunteer everywhere and I'm like, you know, it's that beautiful, you know, construct give, give, that you, don't yeah, yeah, that I've made, the beautiful false construct, that, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, you, you, Zeke, life will force you to say no sometimes and mm. to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. And people want to help. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. They want to know that they want to be given those opportunities. Yes. And also, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable and, um, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot what was the other thing I was going to say. Um, no, it's great to be vulnerable and um, not to hide things and under honest. the rug. Don't, yeah, yeah. Be sincere. Don't sweep things under the rug. Yeah. Um, and if you, and it's okay to be upset, and yeah. it's okay to be cranky, and it's, yes. like, it's yeah. okay to make a mess. Our lives are all messes. Yes, but it's in that cleaning up. Oh, totally. Yeah. And he comes to us in our brokenness, and it's only when we're like broken and we come in repentance and brokenness that. We can release that fragrance, just like you know Mary Magdalene. Yeah, she, the when the alabaster jar was broken, it released that that yeah. fragrance. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize until um, Father said at Mass a few months ago now, probably um, that ha- it was so, such an expensive ointment, and it was kept in those jars, and you weren't to open it, and she smashed it open, and mm-hmm. Just to, yeah. to put over his feet. Yes. And yeah. everybody was horrified. Yes. Yes. But that, that is like. But that's it. That's what our life has to be yeah. like. And, you know, that ointment, like you said, it was very costly. It was spikenard and it was, it was extremely aromatic. It, it's so aromatic that it would penetrate into everything. But yeah. she was willing to, in her brokenness, to yeah. break the alabaster But also jar. to be um, exposed like exposed, that totally and to be criticized and to be looked shamed upon like, yes. and that's what it's like when yeah. you open your heart yes to yeah. be vulnerable yeah and transparent yeah that's yeah. the word that's the word that's the word i was looking for <laughs> Me I, finally, too. I knew finally your coffee started to hit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that's so beautiful and it's so true that our um as i said last week the when the light shines in dark places that's where beauty really lies yeah yeah, it's bringing light to those dark places, and and not be afraid or yeah. ashamed. Yeah, yeah. How beautiful! All right, now before we finish, do you have anything else you want to say? No, nope. sure. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. Uh, I need to ask you what 
has brought you joy this week? Can you think of anything that's brought you joy? <clears throat> yes, yes, I can. I was the recipient of a hug from my sister and she Aww. it's just she's not a normal she's not hugger she's, not she's she gives you the best oh. hugs they're like therapy oh. therapy in a hug therapy totally yes is a hug yes yeah How beautiful she's the best hug giver ever and it was so full of love and i enjoyed everything and understanding mm. and there was everything in that hug and i enjoyed it so much oh, <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. what about you jess um, well, I just went away with my husband. Oh, yes, to Noosa, and it it is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, it is so beautiful. I it never disappoints. I mean, he never disappoints. Yes, God, I mean, yeah. my husband does disappoint <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. And on the very rare occasion, very very rare. <laughs> uh, but beauty, like yeah. this world, it is so beautiful. It we is. look for it. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. a lot of the time we've got our head down. We need to lift our gaze and just yes. look at what's around us. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, you're so, so that right. brought me so much joy. Yeah. And you have brought me joy today. That was thank so beautiful. You. Oh, thank, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Oh, my pleasure. To talk to us. Um, and I will put all the links in the show notes about Song of Solomon so that when it does finally <laughs> make a comeback... Yes. We can um, log on and buy some stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, watch the space. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Bye.